June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Tonight, Jimmy Kimmel. Times have changed drastically. Will his apology stop the calls for him to be canceled? Hollywood reacts. This is just my opinion, and I'm still working it through. Then it's all love for Keanu Reeves, his big move with his girlfriend, as Winona Ryder sings his praises. I had a pretty big remember. crush I had a guy. big, healthy crush <laughs> and, on you, and, too. And. Plus, why Miley says she quit drugs. I've been sober, sober for the past six months. And Jay Leno's Joyride <laughs> with Kelly Clarkson. What? Behind the scenes of their off-road adventure. I'm a pro! Hello and welcome. You know, Jimmy Kimmel headed off for summer vacation after apologizing for his racially insensitive actions, but it may be hard for him to relax with his TV future now cast in doubt. People are talking about me. What have they been saying? Good things? By the end of the week, people will hate me again. <laughs> That's my goal. Apologies are great, but apologies should be accompanied with accountability. I don't think it's enough to say, hey, I was wrong, but those are my silly, immature old days. In his apology, Jimmy writes that when he performed his blackface sketches on The Man Show in the early 2000s, quote, I thought of them as impersonations of celebrities and nothing more. Home Alone never seen no flying saucer himself, but if he do, that's going to be a spooky time. The man show's going good. Back in 2001, special ET correspondent Regis Philbin spoke to Jimmy about his controversial show. Politically incorrect, you don't care. Whatever you, whatever comes to your mind, you say. We, You're yes. not afraid of anything. That's right. <laughs> Kimmel now tells ET, quote, I believe that I have evolved, and I hope that is evident to anyone who watches my show. But what about the future of Jimmy Kimmel Live? Is ABC upset with Jimmy Kimmel show? They will be eventually. I know how this goes. Right now, we're still in the honeymoon phase. I don't believe that Jimmy Kimmel's show should necessarily be canceled. When things matter to Jimmy Kimmel, he's used his television platform. He needs to do the same thing now with his apology and his accountability. It's imperative to do it on the air. He has spoken out about Black Lives Matter. I think he frankly needs to have Carl Malone on. The Late Shift author Bill Carter, who executive produced an upcoming CNN docuseries about Late Night, also weighs in on the embattled host who is now on vacation. I think it's just postponing the inevitable. I don't doubt the sincerity of his apology, though, because I know the guy. He's really one of the best people that I've met in covering show business. This isn't the kind of guy he is, and I think he now knows it was a big mistake. He's going to have to address it on the air when he comes back. He could have used Zoom, he could have used his cell phone, he could have made a one-minute apology that they then added to the top of the show. Landon audience is really amazingly forgiving. I mean, you know, obviously the Jimmy Fallon thing came up, he apologized, it's gone. And look at the David Letterman stuff. I mean, David Letterman's thing was outrageous, so I, I'm not, expecting him to have a long-term problem with his audience. While I am gone, a cavalcade of very kind and capable people will be filling in for me. I think you're going to be very happy with them. We're told Kimmel is with his family in Idaho. He's airing repeats for the next two weeks. His first fill-in host after that is Anthony Anderson. 
Jimmy doesn't go back until September, right around when he's set to host the Emmys. But could that be in jeopardy? The actual hosting of the show isn't particularly difficult. It's all the nonsense that surrounds it. The comments online. You'll remember in 2018, comedian Kevin Hart gave up hosting the Oscars after his past homophobic tweets emerged causing backlash, even though Kevin had previously apologized. Regardless Academy, I'm thankful and appreciative of the opportunity. Some fans are outraged over what they say is a double standard. One tweeted, quote, Jimmy Kimmel did multiple sketches in blackface and gets to host the 2020 Emmys, huh? What we need to do is give Jimmy Kimmel an opportunity to be contrite and to be accountable. But if he's not, then he's got to go too. Did you guys have fun? Was that fun? It's interesting that he actually won an Emmy last year for executive producing the live versions of creator Norman Lear's groundbreaking shows, which tackled race relations. Humanity hasn't changed from the time we were doing All in the Family of uh, the Jeffersons, and he understood that. They were controversial, and they, we just didn't have social media back then. Maybe if we had social media back then, these shows wouldn't have survived, I don't know. There are many opinions on the Cancel Kimmel movement, we spoke with Let's Make a Deal host Wayne Brady. Do you still have to answer for your sins from tw 10, 20 years ago? Cancel culture is real because the power of social media is real. There are some people who what they've said and done is so heinous that of course you gotta be canceled. Someone like Jimmy Kimmel, I've watched him as a fan and I've been on his show a couple times. He has grown. People should be allowed the place to grow. If I said something stupid when I was 15, am I the same guy at 20? Am I the same guy at 25? Am I the same guy at 30? We should be allowed to learn and grow. That's something Wayne's been teaching his 17-year-old daughter, Miley. She's an actress on The Bold and the Beautiful. What's great is we were having these conversations before the, the tipping point. Yeah. And everything exploded because we had to have talks with her as a child of mixed race. We had to have talks when she was younger. This is how you may be treated. A few years ago, Wayne says he feared for Miley's life when the alarm at his house went off. The alarm company didn't accept the password that, that she gave, so they initiated an armed response. And all of a sudden, I had a flash. It was like, Miley, you, you need to get out of the, the house. The police would see this young black girl in this nice house in, in an affluent neighborhood uh, where she can't answer certain questions. Mom's house is a block away. She had to grab stuff. I have this vision of her grabbing her clothes and her, her computer, oh. running down the street going, <laughs> and a little black kid in Malibu. <laughs> so, that, so it's funny now, we can make light of it, but it's real, so we have to have yeah. those talks. Is that the reason why you posted that Who's Line clip? Um, it, it went viral, it went crazy when you posted it. Now, man, can you pick out the man that robbed you? Number two? Number two, you all know the right? That's what comedy is good for. That's the responsibility of someone. If I can make you laugh, I can make you think. We shot that last year, and it had no, no, nothing to do with the events of now, and then we forgot it until now. And we're sure glad you remembered it now, Mr. Brady. All right, well, good news for all you Matrix fans out there. Neo has gone back to work. And topping tonight's No and Tell, a rare glimpse at Keanu in love. The 55-year-old giggled and just couldn't stop smiling at the Berlin airport with 47-year-old girlfriend Alexandra Grant. Keanu arrived last week to resume filming on the fourth Matrix film. Whoa. 
And we didn't really need a reason to love this guy even more, but Winona Ryder just gave us one. In a new interview, Winona described how during this scene in 1992's Dracula, director Francis Ford Coppola urged the other actors on set to join him in yelling horrible things at her to get her to cry for the camera. She talked to us about it back then. I mean, I really was started to have a breakdown and started to freak out and started to Enough, enough. Winona reveals now that Keanu refused to join in. These two still share a bond. We got married in oh, Dracula, which I'm convinced we really did get married because it was a ro real Romanian priest. And so how are we not married? So are you guys I, legally married? I think that we're in, in ancient Romanian hello wife. We Winona is also doubling down on her claim that Mel Gibson made anti-Semitic comments toward her at a party in the 1990s. Gibson's rep called her recollection 100% untrue. In response to that, Ryder told ET, I believe in redemption and forgiveness and hope that Mr. Gibson has found a healthy way to deal with his demons. Next up, Miley Cyrus, the singer celebrating a milestone. The sky's I've been sober sober for the past six months. Don't want Miley says she's in therapy and dealing with some heavy issues. My mom was adopted, and so a lot of the feelings that she had and inheriting some of that kind of abandonment feeling and a feeling of wanting to prove that you're wanted and valuable. The 27-year-old also talked to Variety's The Big Ticket podcast about the challenges of sobriety. It's really hard because especially being young, you know, there's that stigma of like, you're no fun. And it's like, honey, you can call me a lot of things, but I know that I'm fun. It's a party in the USA. And we learned one more thing about Miley 2.0. During quarantine, she's also been abstaining from washing her hair. And in the past four months, I think I've washed my hair twice, once for you and once for Sir Elton John. Live your truth, girls. Well, now let's move on to the ladies of the talk because it seems like they're getting real used to their new normal. First of all, how has everybody adjusted working from home? These ladies, they're hard workers, boy. I love it. We just, man, we did our hair, we did our makeup, we set our lighting. <laughs> and the best part is we all got to do it in our pajamas. You know, yeah. I'm wearing I'm wearing mine today. Anybody else? <laughs> I put on I do. I have mine on. <laughs> The topic at home is the place to be. So then I understand now why they picked you all to be the host of this year's Daytime Emmys, which gets a hand clap from me. Daytime Emmys air in primetime this Friday on CBS. And for the first time ever, they were shot virtually. How'd they do it? All the nominees taped an acceptance speech, but only the actual winners will be shown. That's over 80 speeches from all the nominees. We won't know the winners until they broadcast it just like the yeah. fans. These ladies are all hosting from home. They sent us like these camera packages. It was all set up and um, like the Emmy statue, which was kind of cool. It was my first Whoa, time was holding an Emmy. I just walked around the kitchen with it. I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to give it back either. No, well, you I might not have to give it back. I mean, you guys yeah. are nominated. Right. You're, you're, you're nominated. Cheryl, you've won both host for hosting and the show, right? Yeah, where do you keep your Emmy? I was trying to mount it on the hood of my car. <laughs> so where do you keep yours? Oh, in my office. Do you guys have any word? Have you heard anything? Are you anxious to get back together again? Hopefully we're gonna be back in September in our, back, in, back at home in our studio. So hopefully, you know, everything crossed.
We're right there with you, Mrs. O, keeping everything crossed. Well, now to Daytime's newest diva, Kelly Clarkson, and her joyride with Jay Leno. You ready? Yeah. Okay. In the driver's seat and dishing on her personal life. I never wanted to be in the limelight like how I am now. Then Top Gun Maverick was supposed to hit theaters today. This is your captain speaking. What to expect when the movie finally comes out. I have not told anyone in the world as much as I've just told you right now. And Jennifer Aniston on fighting typecasting after Friends. Stop playing this show. Hey everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. You trust me? Not my truck. Huh. I have off-roaded quite a bit in my teen years and 20s, but not really. I think once you become a mom, you become not cool, Jay. Um, and you just don't have time for things. I'm a pro. Kelly takes control and gets candid in tonight's Jay Leno's Garage. The episode was shot four months before Kelly filed for divorce from her husband of nearly seven years, Brandon Blackstock. You can see she's still wearing her wedding ring. I never wanted to be in the limelight like how I am now. I'm a huge believer in low self-esteem. I feel like no. I have average self-esteem. My whole thing is, because there's an artist I'm thinking of right now, which shall remain nameless. You know, you're out to dinner, and it's just like so rude to their fans. And, it, and like people coming up, and I was like, whoa, that's not how I roll. I'm like, did you forget that you're from Nowhereville, and like, you, you're lucky? It's a shame. Why, hello. Yes, it's those E.T. people, honey. Jay's love for cars goes way back, and he gave E.T. a tour of his real-life garage back in 1987. Is it a goal of yours to <coughs> succeed Johnny someday? No, not really. I, I don't think so. I mean, I like hosting it. Five years later, he'd become The Tonight Show full-time host. I just enjoy working on my bikes. This is just like a hobby for me. I, I never really gave any thought to, uh, I wouldn't do this for a living. It's just, uh, it's just relaxing, you know. It'd be sitting down and actually working on my career. All right. We know that Jay loves his cars, but if you have a need for speed, then there's only one cure. It is heavy duty. We're with the Top Gun Maverick cast on the day the Tom Cruise film was supposed to premiere. He sets the bar really high. Plus, Tiffany Haddish's new side hustle. Wait a minute, let me stand up for my girl. The story behind her collaboration with Jason Mraz. I just had a feeling that she would be a strong voice for this song. Well, we're six months away from a return to the danger zone. Top Gun Maverick was actually supposed to be released today, but because of the coronavirus, it was pushed back to December. But trust me when I tell you, it will be worth the wait. Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. Today's exercise is dogfighting. The student becomes the teacher in Top Gun Maverick, but what else should we expect from the sequel? One of life's mysteries, sir. Hey, look, I can't talk about the story at all at this point. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Okay, Tom, we get it. You want to keep it a surprise, but we have some intel. Like, Jennifer Connelly's character has a connection to this line from the original film. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. High-speed passes over five air-controlled towers and one admiral's daughter. 
Yep, there's rumors Connolly is that admiral's daughter, and Tom rekindles the romance. Tom, he always wants to top himself. Did he just go crazy this time? He sets the bar really high. Everything he does, he's like just pushing himself, going further and further. It's, it's, it's really extraordinary. Jay Ellis plays one of Mav's students. We did about 40 hours of flight training. Tom completely created our entire flight curriculum. I am so proud of them and what they've done. And it is heavy duty. Oh, okay. You can be my wingman anytime. Val Kilmer recently revealed in his autobiography that he begged to be a part of Maverick. Cruz went for it. The reunion felt great, he wrote, but fans have been speculating just how involved Iceman is. One hint from the trailer is the pin Maverick placed on the coffin, the same pin Kilmer wore in the original. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Show me the way home, buddy. Goose's son followed in his dad's footsteps and will be played by Miles Teller. He's, he's a very dedicated actor, really cares, very committed, and uh, I think he's just, he's gonna be amazing. He flies like his dad. It's incredibly difficult. Half the guys were still puking, even up until their last day. He grows a stash like his dad. I felt different, people looked at me different. Started walking, just, you know, more confident. It was great. And he even oils up like his dad. I've never had more oil on me. <laughs> the oil? Yeah, oh yeah. I love it. Well, let's move on to Mr. A to Z, Jason Mraz. It seems quarantine has inspired him to release some new jams and also help him and his wife find the perfect amount of space. I won't worry This fall, five years of married bliss. Do you write a song for that as well? It's worthy of many songs. Let's just say that. Lucky I'm in love with my best friend. A lot of people are going through quarantine, like, breakups because they've never spent so much time together, but you guys have always been, you've been on the farm, so you're used to this. I can spend the whole day out here and farming and, 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 and never overstay my welcome. Yeah, Jason and Christina are quarantined on a 17-acre avocado farm dubbed the Maranch. And when the 43-year-old's not farming, he's making music. Look for the good in everything. So you have a brand new album. It's very hopeful. Yes. Listen to it. It's called Look for the Good. Look for the good in everything. If you look for the good, you will see the good. Look for the bad and you will find the bad. And I wanted to put something out that was positive. We were born to love, not hate. You're giving the money from this record to yes. all of these different charities. 50,000 of my album advance went to Black Lives Matter. The remaining 200,000 of my album advance is going to, to a number of different charities that are fighting for uh, social justice, civil rights, equal rights, etc. World peace begins within. I mean, how can I sing about all these hopeful ideas of equality? but not give something to the very systems that can help us reach and achieve equality. And you couldn't have collaborated with someone better for that on You Do You, Tiffany Haddish. You do you, I do me. Was not expecting that on a Jason Mraz album, so how did that happen? I just asked her, I was a big fan, and I just had a feeling that she would be a strong voice for this song. Wait a minute, let me stand up for my girl. On top of everything else, you're also doing this amazing Omaze 
project. I am offering one winner and a guest the chance to come to the Ranch to take a tour of our working avocado and coffee farm, as well as sit down for a farm to table lunch. There's plenty of fun things to, to marvel and to pick out. Yeah. I want you to have it all. I can't wait to see who wins that great prize. All right, coming up. Hollywood power players check their privilege at the door, the important conversation. And Jennifer Aniston's big friend's confession, that's next. Hey everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The ET Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. I could not escape yeah, just Rachel from Friends, and I'd be like, and it's on all the time, and you're just like, stop playing this show. Jennifer Aniston talking about being typecast, and she is a part of a diverse group of actresses who are discussing Hollywood and the racial equality movement. Of course, Jen co-starred with Reese Witherspoon on The Morning Show. I want to work in partnership, and real partnership with people who are um, committed to change. Janelle Monet says her role in Homecoming is the first character she has played that did not specify race. You know, I didn't have to live up to some stereotype. I felt free. It's a great conversation. You should really check it out. The Hollywood Reporter's Drama Actress Roundtable is online right now. Take care, everybody. Hey, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, and it is tournament time, people. So listen to the one podcast that will cover every upset, Cinderella, Bracket Buster Sleeper. We've got it all covered, every round, reaction shows, all the way up through the championship game in Glendale, Arizona. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball podcast wherever you get your podcasts.